you are now listening to a brand new episode of Starfleet Escape Podcast, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, also known as the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Stand by for transmission. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is episode number 23, and is being recorded on June 14th, 2013, Today's topic, Section 31. I'm Aaron. I'm Marty. And I'm Eric. This episode is brought to you by America Joy Print Shop, official sponsor of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. For high-quality business cards, flyers, banners, cut vinyl, and more, visit AmericaJoy.com. How's everyone doing? I'm doing all right. I'm glad it's Friday and we are on the verge of a new weekend. That's... True, I'm happy about that as well. Yeah. We are in the mist, min, mist, mist? The, the midst. The midst. Midst. Yeah. <laughs> we were in the mist yesterday in the day before. Uh, Honestly, the... <laughs> people, we do not, Aaron does not do this drunk. No, I'm just extremely, I'm extremely just... tired. But what I was going to say is... Uh, I was going to say incontinent, but that's not correct. <laughs> that's not right, no. Um, He's... So the Stanley Cup... Playoffs. Yeah. Not playoffs. Sorry. The finals. The finals are happening right now. Yes. Game two is tomorrow. What? What? And if you didn't know, Marty and I are from Boston, and mm-hmm. Eric is from Chicago. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, Bruins versus Hawks, and it looks like the Bruins are going down. Well, I don't one know game that. that ended after three overtimes, and just because the, the, the puck bounced off of somebody's stick off somebody's knee. But who cares? The Hawks have won. <laughs> one yeah, game one. It, it only yeah, took I don't think two games to beat us. No, they need three more. No, I, it was basically two games, because three overtimes. I, no, so, it was basically two games. It was like three periods. Games. That's why I, said, it, I thought it, you said two extra games. It was five minutes away from being the longest game that the Blackhawks have ever played. That's because they can't play. Anyway, and I, and I only know this because I heard that fact on the radio because I really don't care about sports. Did you watch? Mm. Oh, you didn't watch the game because they were bringing I this every five seconds. I don't know if you noticed this, Aaron. I fell asleep. But the long game. Oh, that's not a surprise. Um, you I'm were old. asleep in the second second period. What are you talking about? <laughs> but the 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 announcer, the guy that sounds like he's on, I don't know, speed. He sounds like it all the time. He's like. The Hawks. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, <laughs> so he keeps on saying, we're now the fifth longest game in NHL history. And I'm like, why are you doing this? And they put up a graphic, fourth <laughs> longest, third long. It's like going, you know, for the million dollar on who wants to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go or do you want to stay? No. Um, but <clears throat> let me put it to you this way. Aaron, I think you can agree with me on this one. The Blackhawks are awesome. Are like the are like the Voyager of hockey. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, Very few fans. What are you talking about? Like everyone here in Chicago is wearing a jersey. I mean, come on. But everyone here in Chicago loves Voyager. No. <laughs> That's it. Um, so if if you've been following our social media um, posts, I've been uh, creating these little. Uh, 
images for the playoffs. Uh, keep on saying playoffs for the finals the fi- here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very some, humorous. Well, it is the playoffs. It's technically still the playoffs. The finals is the playoffs. Um, so I'll I'll try to make some sense. <laughs> no, some uh, um, hawk. Uh, Centric uh, ones, because uh, I'm obviously going to be biased and p- do more. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I should make some hawk ones. Maybe, just, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I should. I actually have. Are you talking about hawk from Spencer? Because that'd be great. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Blackhawks who are going to win the win whole what? finals. <laughs> maybe next year. All of the finals, um, they're going to win it. So, yeah. finals of what? The NBA <laughs> of hockey, the N- NHL. Yes. Uh, but, See, this but, is why this is a sci-fi show, because that's totally science fiction right there. Oh, but I really don't care either way. You, you don't <laughs> care. But I do. Yeah. Come to the but good side, then. <laughs> oh, you, well, you mean I'm already well, on the good side realize the is Bobby Orr played for Boston and Chicago. Oh, is that a fact? Yeah, he did. When I he, did when he left Boston, he was traded to the Blackhawks. Did you know yeah. that, Eric? I did not because I, like I said, I don't follow sports. <laughs> We're nerds. Marty's the yeah. guy that likes. Well, you hockey. like basketball. I li- not yeah. I, I like basketball. I like watching some sports. I like watching hockey. I think it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes watching some... football for those tight ends. I mean, um, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I'm a kid. Um, <laughs> I watch. Uh, I like watching baseball. But yeah. no wonder you liked Voyager. <laughs> it's like watching paint dry baseball. My God, I like baseball. It's relaxing. It's right. more it is relaxing, and it, there's no excitement to baseball at all. It's, there are some exciting parts. Have yeah. you been to a, a, a game? Have I been to one? I've been yeah. to one a ton of times. Okay, I'm not not a fan. It's <laughs> yeah. just I know that I, it's something I, that I, I like. I you said say, it's relaxing. I will say I like uh, watching baseball live at the stadium. Yes, I like that better than watching on better TV. than on TV. Yeah. What do you have on there? Boston Red Sox. Fenway Park. Fenway Park, 1901. Cool. But anyway, getting back into Star Trek. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> in Star Trek. Uncomfortable I, sports I, waters. You ever wonder, wonder about that, Eric? About what? You've seen baseball. You've seen yeah. water, water polo. Water polo. But we've never seen like hockey or basketball. They or have like tennis. Football. We have seen basketball. We in have. Enterprise. Oh. Okay, yes, you're right. Yes. We also so, saw. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure we never saw hockey. I, I looked at uh, Memory Alpha. I didn't. I didn't see anything. I I can't recall offhand. I don't, yeah. I don't think we've seen that. Yeah. But we we do have an episode that people can listen to where we covered the sports in Star Trek. Yes. Sports and games and all that related. Stuff. Related stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hint. Hint. Listen to our shows. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so what do we have in the news? So getting to the news, um, QMX, according to their Facebook page, have secured the original molds for the DS9 Voyager badge and are currently in the process of restoring them to their former glory. All right. So looks like we're going to be getting some uh, new replica badges. Yeah, and uh, we talked about their uh, next generation badges that came out fairly recently. Yeah, and they, um, I think they also have Into Darkness badges as well. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, just the 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 metal ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure they do. 
So, I mean, this is cool. I think I will get this one. I didn't get the next uh, next generation ones, but hmm. I think I might get the Voyager one. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, I also read uh, that QMX actually built all of the desk models on Admiral Marcus's desk. Yeah, I think I read that as well. So they they know what they're doing with Star Trek. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's, it's cool to see that they uh, were able to get the original molds. Yeah, that's... are still uh, floating out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they weren't destroyed or they weren't sold at auction or something like that. Like pretty much everything else was. Yeah, everything's been sold off, which is kind of sad, I it think. Is. It is. But at least, at least it's been sold to fans and that's collectors. True. Yeah. It's going to people that really like it and have the money to spend. <laughs> I wish I had the money to spend on that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, talking thousands of dollars. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they had pieces of um, Starship helms and the cons and mm -hmm. all the chairs and stuff. I mean, how cool would it be to have in your living room, like, the captain's chair? Oh, that would be so awesome. Yeah. When I was younger, I turned my bedroom into a bridge. And nice. I would, like, just get cardboard boxes and kind of try to make it look like the different consoles and <laughs> stuff like that. I had a little toy robot that I would have as the helm officer. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, moving on. All right, all I heard was toy robot as helm officer. Yeah, Marty just took a little break. You Sorry. okay? Yeah, I'm okay. All right. It's the chicken, man. It was the chicken. Whoa. So we... <laughs> So we just talked about uh, QMX. They're making uh, Voyager badges. They found the original molds. Really? Yeah. Voyager badges. Yeah, the communicator badges. Yeah. Do you space Would you buy that? Yeah. So, like, we talked before about the... If they worked real? No, if they worked real. Oh. <laughs> I'd buy a transporter, too. <laughs> so, uh, slightly off topic. There's a bit of surprise. Uh, but Eric, Dewey, and I did a commentary episode, which will air sometime soon. Dewey? Eric Dewey. Of Yesterday's Enterprise. Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but what I never noticed before yeah. is that uh, uh, Yesterday's Castile. Yeah. Who? Cas is it Castile? Captain? Yeah, yeah it's Castile. The Not security the officer. Oh, the security officer. Yeah, yeah, the guy that had like a thing with... Uh, Tasha. Yeah. Uh, while he was on the bridge... He taps his uh, <laughs> insignia, and it makes the communicator noise. Oh, see, that's interesting. I never yes, realized that. I, I didn't believe, either. Now, here's another thing. I do believe that they had other episodes. I may be mistaken, mm -hmm. but I, for some reason, remember in, in the back of my mind that they did episodes where in between our TOS movies... Mm -hmm. In the next generation, like those, you know, those few that they had things when flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. I could have sworn that there were when they the, did the that. badge was touchable. Yeah, that's the first time I ever noticed it, and when I saw it, I was like, "Whoa, wait a second. I wish I could. But it could be true because it, it, it could have been something that was invented. Oh right. yeah, I'm I'm yeah, sure. Point. Um, but I thought I thought that was pretty awesome because it's the same insignia that they were using during the TOS movies. Yes. And so that was probably because I, I noticed um, since en the Enterprise C, since, you know, it's a, that weird middle period between um, 
original series and Next Generation, mm-hmm. they got rid of those white collars on those red uniforms. Well, that right. has to do with the fact that in um, the one where they showed um, Patad with dad. Crusher yeah. at the dad's funeral, yeah. they didn't have the turtleneck in, in um, wardrobe to have. Yeah. It was all a mess up. Oh, well, I see. And, and then they just con- went with Continued it. Continued with it, yeah. Which I think is fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, me I thought, too. I thought Aaron it was fine. called up. He said, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I thought it looked okay. <laughs> Let's go with it. If, if they consulted me, I would have given them my thumbs up. But I was like... Were you like seven? <laughs> yeah, <I was laughs> right. seven at the time. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I'm sorry for that, but I, I wanted to I think that's that. interesting. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of shocked. I wish... If so, I, do if we, we weren't doing... So, Dewey and Gallo do a... Introspective. I, I think. On I think yesterday's picked, enterprise, which is going to be tomorrow's bomb. Anyways, I think you picked the wrong Eric to to review. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Yeah. Well, see, we did. I'd like to be on in on one of these ones. Oh yeah, yeah. See, see, the reason why we did it. My name's not Eric. Though. Was <laughs> was because his wife Uh-oh. was on vacation. Whoa, 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 whoa! When you say his wife, that really yeah. opens up a whole new. <laughs> no, well, his wife and daughter were away. My girlfriend was away. <laughs> Oh boy, right. Aaron! So we do you like, realize where people start thinking things about you? Well, Eric Dewey's in Arizona. He's very, very, distance. very far away. So nothing's gonna happen. I promise. All I know is at the beginning of that show, Aaron softly said over the over the uh, microphone, "The safety word is banana." Uh, so you see, um, what are you walking? <laughs> so you see, kids. So I, I wish if we weren't doing a commentary, I would have like rewound it and just to see watch that again because mm-hmm. I I thought that was awesome. You're like whoa 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 whoa, fr- Lois, this is not my stuff. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, <laughs> that's that. But that's cool that they're making that badge. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get. It's probably gonna be like twenty bucks. I think that's how much they're. Yeah, I think they should make all of them. Yeah, twenty twenty five. All right. So next in the news, it looks like we're getting closer to uh, Jordy's visor being a reality because mm-hmm. really? a team of Australian industrial designers and oh, scientists... Oh, don't ever believe them. <laughs> they have unveiled their prototype for the world's first bionic eye. Wow. It's hoped that the device, which will involve a microchip implanted in the skull and a digital camera apa- attached to a pair of glasses will allow recipients to see their outlines of their surroundings. And if it's successful... That's a big step. It is. It's a really big step. And if it's successful, the bionic eye has the potential to help 85% of those people classified as legally blind. So that'll be awesome. Now they just have to come up with one that will work when you have beer goggles. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) But I I saw the picture of this uh, on the link. Yeah. And it actually looks like something from the future. It really? Lo- it looks like Jordy's visor in a way. Mm-hmm. So a woman's so, a woman's hair clip? Because that's what it was. N- well, more slick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, like, JJ version. A JJ? Yeah. Speaking of which, just to, not to interject, but while <laughs> I was in Florida, yeah. do you know what they had while I was there? JJ. In Disney? Star Wars. Star Wars Weekends. And Eric, you know the hats that, what is it? Divine Taylor is someone I know. Okay, so they make the Star Wars ones. I thought it was kind of cool because it was like the other side to the hat. It was cool. 
Speaking of, there's a code on our website for a special deal where you can get one of those awesome Star Trek hats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, check it out, sfxscapepod.com. Plug. Um, (laughs) Shameless. Plug. But yeah, I think these glasses look pretty cool, and I know if the technology was available and I went blind for some reason... Oh, I'd go for it. Yeah, there'd be no question. Yeah, I don't care if you can bring me back something... Yeah. yeah. Even for my mind to, like, I don't know. I can't even imagine being blind. Yeah. Like, deaf, I have been. Mm-hmm. Mm. Blind, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Yeah, that's that's scary. scary. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is scary. And it's, it's amazing that it has the potential to help so many people if it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really hope this succeeds and... It it really looks like we're getting closer to the future that Star Trek imagined. Yeah, totally. And who knows? Maybe the people that were making this were inspired by Star Trek. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Just remember one thing. When we get to the point where we find a section of space and somebody disappears in that section of space, we don't send a experimental <laughs> ship to go find them because I don't want to go down the Voyager line. I see. Well, Voyager wasn't really... Ex- that's why no, it was no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. The gel packs, though, were, weren't they? Well, they were new technology. It was it was new technology to that class of ship. Put into a new ship? Yeah. Yeah, it was a newer yeah. class ship, but it was it was a production model. It wasn't like an NX. Right. Yeah. It's not I don't think I've ever seen an NX other than um, Prometheus and... What was the Excelsior? Excelsior. Defiant was an NX. Was it? Yep. Yeah. I never noticed yeah, the, Defiant's numbers. Yeah, the Defiant was an NX for all of its run until the end of the seventh season. Well, it the San, San, San Pablo. Um, <laughs> the the, sa, the Sao, pa- Sao Pablo. Sao. Sa- I don't know what yeah, it's San. Not San. San is Spanish. Sao is Portuguese. Sao right? Paulo. But it, it yeah. became... The Defiant after the original yeah, Defiant they, was destroyed. They yeah, they had two of them. Yeah. yeah, but notice how you always have two of the same, like, in a lot of these storylines. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving I on. Was, I thought that was going to happen in the, the new movie. Well, when the Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. I was, too. I was like, when... When they were doing that, that uh, oh spoilers! When if if you haven't it's seen it by now, then <laughs> it hasn't been released in Japan yet. I don't care. I'm just so saying for for our Japanese listeners, stop listening. Spoilers, <laughs> but I love that shot when the uh, Enterprise in went into the clouds. No, when it got blown up, and then Kirk was saying, "Oh, you know, we we re-christened it, blah 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 blah." Here it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were they were doing the shot from the back, and it was almost like uh uh, because I thought they were gonna do a. the a. And I was like, "Where's the a? Where's the a? You heard me say that. Where's the goddamn a?" I was trying to drown it out. I was like, "Come on!" I thought it should have been. Yeah, well, but it wasn't a new ship. No, that's the whole thing. It yeah, wasn't no. a new ship. It was just. Fixed. Yeah, they just fixed it up and put a whole new nacelle on that baby. I mean, uh, impulse engine. Very good. <laughs> there might yes, be a new. Na- it might be a new nacelle. I don't know. I didn't think so. It didn't look different, but I don't know. And by the way, since I wasn't here the last weeks, the only other thing I want to say about that movie, it was great. Yeah. But there's one thing I I, I didn't understand. The the warp core. Yeah. Looked like the Hubble Space Telescope. Actually, it, it's a real <laughs> piece of equipment. Is it? 
Yeah. What is it? Yeah. It's uh, a laser thing. I've, is I've, that I've, thing in CERN? I don't think it's CERN. It's something no. else. But no, it's but like it's a, a real laser. scientific piece of equipment. Yeah. That's why it's so big and looks like it's actually something. <laughs> but all I thought of when I first saw it was Hubble Space Telescope or something. Because it was just all white. And it was, uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool, though. Yeah. One quick note mm-hmm. about this, and then we'll move on to no, you won't. the news. <laughs> um, why was those torpedoes, mm-hmm. like, within walking distance of the warp core? I don't know. I was going to ask that too. Usually Doesn't the weapons, that seem a little the odd? weapons, the weapons uh, <laughs> is not usually kept in the same place as the engine. Yeah, and is someone else and the gasoline, by the way, because that would technically be the gasoline. Yeah. In so, someone else made a an interesting point uh, with the torpedoes. Yeah, it wasn't like the conveyor belt, like in every other. Um, no. Incarnation. They actually loaded like, them in. Yeah, tubes uh, in like multiple tubes. And by the way, they had them on the side yeah. of the ships now. I, Did you sense. notice that too, yeah. Eric? They were on the side I of the Enterprise. On the side? I yeah. don't remember but, that. But how there were like six remember. or seven next to each other? I don't know like the orientation. But I there were the there were multiple ports that they were putting them yeah. into. It didn't make any sense to me. But Spoiler. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a long spoiler. Our Japanese listeners are like, God, when are they going to get back to it? Um, anyways, so next on the news, and we, we've got two similar news items, which are kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the staff of the San Onfri Nuclear Generating Station, or SONGS, they, they're in trouble after a Star Trek spoof that they made in... 2010 in the plant's training simulator yeah. uh, was leaked online. It's called Songs Trek. Um, it's not work related and it doesn't uh, appear to have put the plant in any danger. But I did watch a news report on YouTube yeah, and it's kind of like this ongoing number of issues at this plant, which they are pretty much going to close down. So right. it, it was weird because it looked like it might have been part of like a training seminar, mm-hmm. but not really. We're like, just going to make a spoof? Essentially. Like, um, yeah. It was hey, kind of weird. Hey, listen, if the Postal Service can do it, was it the IRS? I forget which one it was. IRS. IRS. Anybody can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, the IRS has apologized for their Star Trek spoof video. <laughs> IRS General Services Administration wasted uh, $800,000 on a retreat in Las Vegas. Um, $800,000? Yeah, and part of that $800,000, $50,000 of that were spent on videos, including a Star Trek parody. (laughs) And this event also allowed 45 employees uh, to stay at hotels and receive daily spending allowances. This is all part of like a kind of a retreat for their employees. Um, so Ferris Fink, who is commissioner of the agency's small business and self-employed division, yeah. um, he was also Spock in their video. Yeah. Um, he told lawmakers the videos, which cost more than $50,000 to produce, were well-intentioned, but in hindsight inappropriate. He really? On, yeah, he says, it's embarrassing, I apologize. Uh, he said, I regret the fact that they were made. 
So it's pretty interesting. We've got a link to a CNBC. Uh, I, I have one thing to article. say about that. Actually, I have a lot of things to say about that, but this one thing. He he said that he was embarrassed that it was ever made, right? Mm -hmm. He yeah. was in the damn thing, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I he mean, wouldn't you think of it while you were doing it? This might be inappropriate. He probably thought it he went away thought, with it. He probably, yeah, he probably thought it would never see the light of day. Yeah, yeah he probably thought it was And they're probably doing it for years. It, they probably thought it wasn't going to be as a big deal as it turned out to be. No, I think the I think it's just another, like, I think the problem with it is is it's part of that 800,000. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the bigger problem. If it was just that, it would be, yeah, it would be a problem, but they'd probably be able to swipe it under the door. Yeah. Under yeah, the rug, but it's I mean. part of... 800,000... Yeah, and not even for uh, it's for a retreat. Yeah, a retreat. So yeah, but it's kind of funny how like two Star Trek parodies that businesses have made are are in the news. Do right. not do Star Trek kind of parodies. Whatever you do, <laughs> it's Roddenberry. Well, it's Roddenberry. He is haunting people. Well, I. I'm okay with businesses doing Star Trek parodies, but as long as it's not a nuclear power plant or, or the, the United government. States government, yeah, yeah. <laughs> using our money. So, if yeah. it was say, oh, UPS, that would have been one thing. And in fact, I'm surprised that they didn't do that because they are kind of connected with. No, UPN did it. They called it Voyager. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's just... I, don't even, I don't even know why I talked to you guys. <laughs> I love you, Eric. Oh God! Don't take offense to this. I, I, I love you. I take too. offense to him <laughs> saying, "I love you." <laughs> I love you too, Marty. There's enough love to go around. Yeah, but not. but not enough love for Voyager, which saddens me. <laughs> um, I cry about it every night. I <laughs> we do too that it was ever made. Um, I hate you so much. <laughs> All right, so okay, so we get to our would you buy it? Now yes. who found these this week? I did. Okay, Mr. Barry. Because you do sometimes. Yeah. Next show we have, I'm going to go find some stuff because okay. I want to see see what your reaction to my choices are. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wasn't there a, an inappropriate movie made by people about Star Trek? No, just <laughs> so what we have here mm -hmm. on Would You Buy It is it's, it's this really cool gift set. Uh, it's a lunchbox that has uh, that's the graphic is kind of like an old style TV and on one side it's William Shatner in the captain's chair Star Trek on the other side is William Shatner from the uh, infamous Twilight Zone episode he was in and which one because not... he was in multiple there's something on the wing no he was, wing. In, he, he was no he was actually in three episodes I believe Okay. Uh, but go but, ahead. Is it the one from the wing? Yeah. Okay, yeah, good, because that's my favorite one. Yeah, Nightmare at 20,000 feet. I did that when so, I was on the plane, by the way. They didn't think it was funny. <laughs> it's not just a lunchbox, because inside the lunchbox <laughs> are two uh, bobbleheads. Uh, one is a Captain Kirk bobblehead in his captain's chair, and the other is Shatner's Twilight Zone character in the airplane seat. Mm -hmm. And it's in black and white. And it's hilarious because so, you can see, like, the difference between the two. It's great. Yeah. And the Although toupee looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, their hair looks the same. Yeah, yeah, it's a toupee. That's why. Even on this thing, it's a toupee. So they're four-inch uh, tall uh, bobbleheads. Are they true bobbleheads? They bobble? Yes. Okay. The expression on the Twilight Zone one is, is great. <laughs> He's like, huh? 
Yeah. Well, you remember that episode. I mean, he was I do. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, you can buy this at Entertainment Earth. Yeah. It's going to be debuting at San Diego Comic-Con uh, next month. Nice. Okay. And it's uh, pre-orders are open now. How but the order uh, $40. I'd buy it. I would buy it if I had room. Yeah, that's one thing. And two, uh, if I had the <laughs> yeah. money, right now I'm tight. So, but I love the design yeah. of the lunchbox. I'm not a big fan of how the bobbleheads look, but I like I, the Kirk I really one. Like the, yeah, the Kirk one looks fine. The other one looks like he's has constipation. <laughs> to be honest, he's like, where's the yeah. next bathroom? No, um, <laughs> I do I, like I, the lunchbox though, because remember when we were kids, we had those. I have a, a metal, I had a Trek one, a metal one mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I had an A team metal one. It was one of the last ones. When they went to plastic, it was crap. But yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I like that they're both in chairs. Yeah, and it's both Shatner. I think that's a pretty funny idea. So. Yeah, yeah. And the monochrome thing, because when Twilight Zone was on, it was black and white. Yeah, I, I thought that was a nice touch. That's cool. I, um, I think it's cool that's one item and not two separate items. Yeah, because so I'm get sure both. they could have paid. Uh, well, made them for yeah, made, like charge forty bucks for two separate ones. Right, and people would have spent it. Yeah. I think it's I, a really good deal, though. Yeah, but oh, like yeah. Eric, I don't have any place left to put them because I have so yeah. many collectibles. I have, I have figures in the in the basement mm-hmm. in in perfect condition, and I can't put them anywhere because I don't have any place. Yeah, just stinks, you know. Yeah. So I I like you guys. You I like, like us. It. <laughs> I like. Did you hear that? He just I, said, "I like you guys." Like no, wow. like you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like this item. I probably wouldn't buy it. Um, I already You'd like have, it for a present. Uh, yeah, if someone gave it to me, you know, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, not, I wouldn't throw it away if someone. No, gave it. I don't want it. It's too much. Even though I didn't this buy it. This stinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Wouldn't you love to say that to somebody? <laughs> this is horrible. You didn't even <laughs> give any time to this thought, did you? Exactly. So I, I think all around, we all like it. We would buy it if we had room and the money and the money. <laughs> That's because you just bought an iPhone. No. No. It's because I just went to Disney. Oh, Disney. That would make anyone broke. Yes. Mentally, physically, and financially. Yes. <laughs> so what else we got, guys? So now, oh, actually, before we move to our topic, there was something that I saw that I kind of want. I don't know if we talked about it before, but there's a new replica of uh, the Klingon Destructor that is now uh, available on ThinkGeek. Really? And it's... Does it work? No, just it kidding. doesn't work. <laughs> it's electronic. It makes noises when you press the buttons. And it's big. No, I'd only buy it if I could vaporize somebody. And it's it's a big item. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, because, yeah, it's got the long... Yeah, it's long. It, it's selling for 60 bucks. That's expensive. That's the only reason why I'm not buying it right now. Otherwise, that is expensive. Otherwise, I would have it. It is pretty Does pricey. Does it look good though? Oh yeah, it looks fabulous. Well, let me take a look at this. Um, Did you Star Trek? Klingon? Speaking of which, we were talking about earlier. I don't know if you brought it up in the in the in the previous shows, but that mm-hmm. Klingon bird of prey that's um, translucent, so that it looks like it's cloaked, even though that's yeah. horrible. Like you said, yeah. and I agree with you. Have you seen that, Eric? Yes. That's horrible. Yeah. They, there's two different ones. There's the the regular one and then the cloaked one. Yeah, the regular one I would get. Yeah, but the cloaked one. This is what I was telling Aaron, Eric. Uh-huh. They should have had the two whales in the uh, tank in there, that so you can see cool. inside, <laughs> just to see like the scale size. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they were going to do that, you should put in like 
Scotty um, standing there. Scotty, Kirk, um, the 20th, Wonder Woman in the bathroom, the 20th century chick. Oh my God! This disruptor looks freaking awesome. It's incredible. Do you want to see it? This looks better than the the Playmates toy version, oh, which I it, have. This is like a thousand times. Better. So it's like a almost a scale model. No, this this is to scale. This is. This but is I mean, a like it's professionally put together. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a thousand times better than the the Playmates one. Wow, sixty bucks. I, yeah, I would yeah. buy this. I I would buy it. I'm so tempted to pick it up right now, but I, I you know can't. I always get intrigued when you say the the name of the the company that made the toys. Think Geek. No, the toys. Playmates. Yes. Oh, I think it's oh God. There it is. <laughs> yeah. There she is. Oh my God! It does look good. It looks amazing. What does it cost? Fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So look at the hand. Aaron, thing. I've got it. I know exactly what you can buy me for my birthday. <laughs> you thought I was going to say you. I got a few months. Recommend ages eight to adult. <laughs> Please uh, do not prop put, replica with sound. God, if, if I got this when I was eight years old, I would be the happiest kid in the universe. Please don't take it off of um, stun. <laughs> it can hurt. No. It is uh, fifteen inches long. Uh, it requires two AAA batteries. Um, the thing, those two things put together. You really need to put those two together because now it sounds like we're on another site. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, this is great. Screen Who actually accurate. makes it? Um, Do you know who's the maker? Uh, I don't know. I'll find it out later, but I'm just interested because if it's that good detail, maybe they have other things that are like that. Yeah. Um, oh, it, it could. I, I know ThinkGeek uh, creates a lot of their own products. So really, or they they, or hire, they sell. Like, yeah. So I I don't know exactly who made this, but it's it's officially licensed, and mm. that's all I care about. So yeah, I, I've actually seen this at Newberry Comics. Have you? Yeah. Right and, next to the wall plate that looks like just ugly plastic. I want to buy that. I know you do, and that really makes me question your sensibility. All right, <laughs> so let's let's the after that little detour. Uh, the main topic of the episode, section thirty-one, and dun, dun, dun. Uh, all the information uh, that we're using for section thirty-one was gathered from Memory Alpha's article. And this show will probably be listened to by the current Section 31 NSA. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Hi, NSA. Want to go see uh, Guantanamo Bay at some point? No, just kidding. Um, I hope so, not. Section 31. <laughs> yeah. I love actually everything to do with Section 31, mm-hmm. even in the old, like the shows and everything, because it was always interesting. It was, right. you know, every boy and some girls. I can't be sexist like that. So, yeah. but every boy always loved the James Bond type of, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Wouldn't you agree, Eric? Oh yeah. I mean, come on, spies and living dangerously and yeah. life of mystery and intrigue. Yeah. And RoboCop is an admiral. I mean, um, <laughs> that kind of ties in with Bashir's character. Yes. Who was approached by Section Thirty One? Uh, Bashir was into the spies. He played one on the holodeck. Um, yeah, you know the white tuxedo. Which is funny because he was also an augment, wasn't he? Basically, yeah. yeah and that he was, was he was augmented. That, yeah. yeah, and it was tied into that, so it's kind of funny that Section Thirty One was always connected to that. If you think about it, that is a good point. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good point. I yeah. hadn't thought about that. Huh. What about what about what's his name? What about um, Harrison Enterprise? Who? Yeah, no, something. No, to do with it. What? what's his name? Who? Um, 
No, the the one from Enterprise. Harris. Harris. No. no. Oh, uh, Reed. 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 Wasn't he, was he also? Yeah. He yeah. was an augment too. No, no, no. Oh, no, I thought no. he was. No, he wasn't an augment. No, no. But he was connected to that too. Yeah, he was. And it was around the time that the long. augments were around. That's what brought them into it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because Archer used Reed as his contact to get more information on the augments. Oh my God, it all and ties in. And about yeah. soon. Yeah. It's yeah. all connected. Yeah. Oh my God. Brilliant. This is incredible. <laughs> Actually, then I have to give J.J. Abrams and their writing team amazing props for tying Section 31 into yeah. uh, the new movie and with Khan and, and the Augments. Well, he did yeah. say that they did a lot of research in the old shows and the movies and everything and tried to come up with a new idea that would be connected to it. So, And I heard that Khan wasn't even supposed to be in it. Like, they really? wrote this whole thing. They wrote John Harrison as they John Harrison. They changed it at the end, yeah. And then they said, well, we have such a great story. We can tie Khan into this somehow. Yeah. And they just reworked it. So it's a great story with or without Khan. With or without Khan. I would have rathered without, personally. but yeah, I, I kind of liked it. Oh, no, 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 not because of that. I, I think it would have made more I sense to be another augment that was woken up or for Khan to have been oh, yeah. coincidental end, that Khan was the, the first one. Yeah. And maybe at the end, like if he was just a regular augment and mm -hmm. then at the end when they're pulling back from all the cryo, they should have shown Khan. Yeah. You see a label that says Khan or his face or something or so actually but they couldn't tie. What's his name back into it. The whole thing was to tie Spock into it. The prime. Oh yeah, that's true. True. But and to reverse the rules. Sp the um, prime Spock never saw this con. So he, he all Spock said was con. Was a very... Um, so, I mean, you could still have tied it in somehow. You could have said, oh, this sleeper ship from the 20th century. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked to have seen the Botany Bay, though, the reinterpretation of the Botany Bay. Have you seen mine? Yes, I yeah, we, we talked about this in our review. It would have been nice if we actually saw uh, Admiral Marcus's flashback. Could, I think that's how they could have started the movie, like they did with the first one. Yeah, but then it would have tipped people off immediately. Yeah. That, and it would have ruined some of the surprises. Yeah. Actually, um, just to backtrack a little bit, what Eric said about uh, the cryotubes and seeing like Khan, yeah. Khan's face... Someone on Twitter actually said that as well, um, who's on another podcast. Yeah. Um, at 005. Yeah. Uh, linked me to a, a little post that he, he wrote about that. Uh, speaking of, he's a James Bond fan. That's where he gets yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. 005. And a uh, TOS fan. So props to him. Uh, but I do, I do like. Props. Uh, yeah, I like how the section thirty-one became because it it all fits in. Because the only reason, I mean, if you watch the first movie, Starfleet really was not for military. Definitely not it was in that all movie. exploration. They had weapons because you do always bring weapons with you mm -hmm. in case something happens. But you know, well, look at Pike's line. He was like, "We're." Uh, exploration. Yeah, like a... There were a peacekeeping... Exploration, yeah. <laughs> so, what is Section 31? So... It's an unwritten part of the Starfleet Charter, isn't it? Yes, and, yes. Un 
an officially non-existent secret organization within Starfleet intelligence that claimed to protect the security interests of United Earth and later the United Federation of Planets. Odo once compared Section 31 to the Cardassian Union's Obsidian Order or the Rhymelin Star Empire's Tal Shiar. Yeah, it's a good, um, a good segue. I mean, we... We see those two organizations, and which are actually highly vocal. Like it seems like everyone knows about the Obsidian Order, or the Tal Shiar. But um, it's cool that the Federation has their own brand of yeah badassery. <laughs> now, here's a question, and I wondered about this: the Klingons are mm-hmm. almost the opposite. Would their equivalent of that be more like the scientific side? You know what I'm saying? So a secret scientific organization with because the they're always Empire? militaristic. Uh huh. It'd be interesting to think that that's what they would have. Um, I, I don't know. I really don't think that the Klingons care. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that the Klingons aren't intelligent, but it doesn't seem that they would run intelligence. You know, no. like they would. Right. They're all about rather fight power. and war and. Force and power. Uh, in- and, and they're more direct. I don't think honor would play into covert operations. Although mm-hmm. uh, in the original series, uh, they seemed a little bit more intelligent, like intelligent gathering. They had someone alter their appearance to look human, right. to infiltrate the Federation. So in the original series, I think the Klingons were more, had more of that intelligence, intelligence gathering. gathering. Yeah. 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 Didn't seem like it in the movie. No, it then it, well in in the movies in general after the original series they kind of changed completely. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if that was just because like aesthetically they became more warriors, like, aggressive warrior type people. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they. But it's went, an interesting idea though that theirs yeah. would be like the op. You know what I mean? Yeah, they kind of went back to that in Star Trek Six. Yeah, with the undiscovered country, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were more cunning. Yeah, there was a group of them that was cunning, and they were almost the hidden factor in it. Yeah, right. We first saw Section Thirty-One in um, in Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. and Section Thirty-One was actually created by um, the executive producer of Deep Space Nine, Ira Stephen Bear. Yep, and he. Well, his whole goal for for D Space Nine was to see the darker side of the utopia that was created by Gene Roddenberry, and he said that um, he was inspired uh, to do Section Thirty One because of a line that he wrote for the Maquis Part Two, where Cisco says it's easy to be a saint in paradise, and he said, "Well, Bear is a quote from Bear says." Why is Earth a paradise in the 24th century? Well, maybe it's because there's someone watching over it and doing the nasty stuff that no one wants to think about. Yep. So, and he said, of course, it's a very complicated issue, extremely complicated, and those kinds of covert operations are usually wrong. Right. So, but they keep people alive, and they also give the false sense of security. Right. So, um, do you guys think that Section 31? Uh, underhands Gene's Ronberry, Gene Ronberry's vision of a utopian future? Yes, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I don't think it undermines it. I think that his idea was to show the utopian, but 
I don't know. I mean, in some ways, and I, I love his vision, I love his design, I love his idea, but I agree with Bear mm-hmm. more than anything that in reality, it's just like the idea that we talk about the um, there's no money anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so foreign to us that there would be a true utopia because we are imperfect. There is no such thing as a true utopia. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just something we can't achieve. Um, because somebody's always going to want something more, and they're always right. going to try to take it from somebody else. Yeah. So, it's a nice idea. Um, if you notice, they always they always laud Gene Roddenberry for the fact that it was the first show that showed a woman in a power situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you notice, right after the pilot, the only woman was not the first officer; it became a a secondary character. But she was. A bridge officer, and she was an officer. It wasn't like she was enlisted. No, you're right. But at the same time, it wasn't like she was up front making the decisions like Kirk no. and Spock, and even Chekhov and uh, Sulu. Mm-hmm. You know, she right. answered the phone. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but yeah. that's the truth. She's the communications officer. So in in reality, it. I mean, it's you know, there's never a utopia to it. Right. Everybody's still gonna and, have their place. You know. And. I mean, Gene Roddenberry is not perfect. Uh, you know, he cheated on his wife. You know, he hey, hey, hush your mouth. <laughs> no, I mean he's yeah, he's not a yeah. human being. You know, he's not he's not, not God, right? But um, the great part of the galaxy. Yes, right. But e- even there, you know, even if we eliminate all disease, all you know wants if if we eliminate you know war and famine like star trek has done there'll always th- be something there there'll always be people who are off you know yeah. slightly evil or however you might be there there'll always be people that have desires that trump any utopian vision because they're selfish mm-hmm. but that's all the whole point of having free will exactly yeah so i mean but i think that roddenberry would agree with it I don't think he would like it. I mean, in in reality, uh, obviously you need it, but I don't think he would want to see this in Star Trek. Right. And even though it does make for compelling episodes, uh, I think the episodes that feature Section 31 are some of the best. Yeah. Um, because the storylines are rich and and it it's it they're so good because they pose these type of questions. There's such a contrast to what we think of the Federation and and Starfleet, because mm-hmm. right. it's it's such an antithesis antithesis to you know what we expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I guess you always have to have your good with the bad, right? And your bad with your good. Uh, but uh, I don't know if he'd like it or not. All I know is it made the storyline a little bit better and kept things going in an interesting line. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, and it, it's interesting to note, um, Section 31, out of all the episodes uh, of Star Trek, um, they're only in, like, seven episodes of the TV series and yeah. one yeah. film. Right. Uh, out yeah. of all the 750-plus episodes of Star Trek, you know, they're only in, like, 1% of them. <laughs> right. So, 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 yeah, I mean, it's... It's not like, but it tells you how compelling they are. Right, right. So let's let's look a little bit into those episodes. Right. So section thirty-one was in three DS Nine episodes. 
the Inquisition. The Inquisition. Uh, inter <laughs> Arma. Oh, I'm going. All right, Eric. Read it. <laughs> inter Arma Enum Silent Legus. Which and is Latin. extreme measures. <laughs> Back to English again. Uh, so, so the first time we see uh, Section 31, they're attempting to recruit Dr. Bashir. Um, and after putting him through uh, psychological testing on the holodeck of a ship, uh, which he had been abducted, uh, they, uh, they subjected him to elaborate deceptive, uh, sorry, deception designed to test his loyalty to the Federation. Uh, Section 31 operative Sloan uh, presented himself to Boucher as the deputy director of Starfleet Internal Affairs and placed Boucher in a scenario wherein it appeared that he had defected to the Dominion. Eventually, Sloan became convinced of Boucher's loyalty and citing his genetically engineered background and fascination with spy stories offered him a position within Section 31. Now, the guy who played Sloan, was that the guy that was, uh, oh, what show was he on? Anyways, <clears throat> let's continue. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Um, Do you remember the show I'm talking about? The one with the bunny? Bunny. The bunny. The one um, that was Bobcat Goldwitz. No. Oh, oh. oh no, um, it wasn't the father, no. No, no it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You I sure? know the movie. But um, Nikki Cox was in a Star Trek episode. Well, now that you're bringing up Nikki Cox, that's fine. She was in uh, that season one episode. Yeah, she was a little kid. The little kid. With the burn on the face. Wasn't it a burn on yeah. the face? Her whole face was orange. She was an oh, alien. Oh, it was orange. Yeah, it was yeah. an alien. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was burn. I was like, what are you talking about? Her planet. Some was, people her say planet, burn. Some people say it's an alien thing. Her, her planet was going to like explode. So yeah, that was maybe, a good episode. Maybe she got burnt. I don't know. But but Sloane was played by uh, William Sadler, and he was in Roswell, um, The Green Mile. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. Does he give you the TV shows too? Yes. He was in The Equalizer. Okay. Saint Elsewhere, <laughs> Murphy Brown, yeah. uh, Poltergeist, uh, Jag, CSI. Numbers. Sounds like he's into that type of. He's kind of like tight cast there. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it's just his look. Yeah, he uh, he looks badass. Yeah. But well, Sloane is a badass too. Yeah. Sloane. I I I really like uh, his character. I I like Sloane's character. It's just it's so different from what we've seen in, in Star Trek and. It kind of shows, you know, how smart and spy-like he is. Mm-hmm. Plus, those suits are pretty cool. Yeah, those black. Except for the ones in the movie. Leather. I'm actually going to talk about that later. Good, because I'd like to talk about that later. Okay. Uh, you, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> so Bashir, right? While researching the uh, morphogenic virus, which was uh, destroying the Great Link in Odo, um, he discovered mm-hmm. that Section 31 had engineered this disease and deliberately infected Odo during a visit to Starfleet Medical three years previous in a preemptive attempt to neutralize the threat by the founders in the Dominion. Can I make an observation here? Sure. Have you ever noticed that the fact that they're always dealing with a biological or mutagenic virus to destroy things. Well, Wasn't that whole point with Klingons? Oh, yeah. 
Well, mm. we'll we'll talk about that took away that the, next, but yeah. they they didn't <laughs> infect them. It wasn't section thirty one that infected them. I've I've been told that one many times. Anyways. I mean, we can jump. Want to jump into Enterprise since Marty brought it up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, let's We're go. There. Yeah. Um, what do you have otherwise? Known agent Sloan. <laughs> That's it. Well, okay. we, we could. Have I think we already Sloan. got past that. So uh, they were seen or mentioned in four, four episodes, episodes of Enterprise: <laughs> Affliction, <laughs> Divergence, Demons, and Terra Prime. So in more well, Latin for you. In twenty-one fifty-four, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Reed was uh, investigating the kidnapping of Dr. Phlox. Yeah. He was when, contact- the, when the Klingons uh, kidnapped him yeah, for the... To try to make him change. For yeah. that virus, yeah. Yeah, right. So uh, he was contacted by Harris. Harris is uh, an agent. I think Harris is the one from Greg the Bunny, then. I don't know. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a fa- your fascination with Greg the Bunny is astounding. Yeah, it had Nicky Cox in it. Oh, there um, you go. So, uh, so the organization had entered a secret agreement with the Klingon Fleet Admiral Krell, mm-hmm. um, and Harris uh, facilitated Flox's abduction. By the way, Krell was the father from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He he was. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do I remember that. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen this episode in okay. I don't know when, how long. Go ahead. For sure. Uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I was watching yesterday's Enterprise. So, uh, well, well, wait. You do know who Harris, uh, the actor who played Harris, uh, his name is Eric Pierpoint. He was best known for uh, his role as Detective George Francisco in Alien Nation. Really? He was the alien, the main character. Oh, okay. oh okay. yeah, that's him. That's him. Okay. He he nice. was the main the main guy the main. Because I, I did see his, they didn't have a picture of Krell on the Memory Alpha site or on that article anyway. Um, but they did have Harris. But now that you say that, I totally see it. Yeah, yeah. So, Flux was forced to a Klingon colony to help find a cure for the augment virus in exchange for a mutually beneficial alliance. Uh, Harris uh, ordered Reed to slow down the Enterprise investigation until Phlox could develop a cure. Uh, Reed complied. His tampering was discovered by Archer and T'Pol, and Reed was thrown into the brig. Right. Uh, so then in 2155, Harris agreed uh, to provide intelligence on the uh, Earth-based terrorist group, Terror Prime, uh, to the Enterprise crew when it was discovered that Terra Prime was attempting to disrupt the creation of the coalition of planets and drive all non-humans out of the solar system. Harris, he used Reed, and he said to Reed for for that whole um, thing with Terra Prime, he's like, I'll give you this information, but he's like, understand, you're working for me again. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... It's kind of interesting, and I would have loved to see where that storyline would have went had Enterprise got a fifth season, mm. and, may- and maybe it will if people watch enough Netflix. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what do you guys it, think? Do you think it's really going to happen? I would love to see it happen. the The Facebook group uh, is huge, and it seems like the campaign is gathering a lot of steam. So, I would love to have Enterprise come back in some shape or form, even if it's like 10 episodes or like five episodes or one episode or like an enterprise movie. If, oh, if it would be cool. If Netflix Mini does series. it, that, that would be awesome. Yeah. But 
Either way, I, I would have loved to seen where Section 31 could have gone because they were leaving that wide open since that was one of the last episodes. It was like, hey, Reed, if, if I give you this information, you're you're on my side again. Mm-hmm. So right. just love that Section 31. Yeah. Um, so in, in Enterprise, uh, it was never referred to as Section 31, but the production staff confirmed that it was intended to be the same organization. Harris is wearing a leather, the leather uniform, and he uh, refers Archer to Article 14, Section 31 of the Starfleet Charter, and that's consistent with Sloan's comment that uh, Section 31 was created as part of the original Starfleet Charter. Exactly. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and and it's interesting because it seems like um, that that section um, in in the charter. Um, it seems like an innocent line, like you know, protect, you know, protect the uh, protect interests and blah blah blah. Yeah. But it seems like they, whoever created Section Thirty One, took that to the extreme. Right. They took that to mean the yeah. absolute extreme. Like, okay, this this is our loophole that we can do anything to protect yep. the Federation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's usually the slippery slope that always happens. Right. Exactly, and once again, Star Trek is, uh, you know, taking ahead of on, its time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and now, <laughs> and now the new movie completely different. <laughs> yeah, We're more of the same. Uh, so, Star Trek Into Darkness. Warning: spoilers. Japan. Japan. Uh, yeah, spoilers. Japan, or anyone who's been living under a rock and has uh, not seen this amazing movie. Uh, so, following the Narada attack on Vulcan, uh, Section 31 began exploring more direct means of defense and explored unknown regions of space, eventually finding the Botany Bay with augments still in cryostasis. Uh, Section 31 woke up Khan uh, and recruited him into the organization under the pseudonym John Harrison using his intellect to develop advanced weapon systems. And Section 31 had a secret facility in London. Yes, which we never knew before. Because it was secret. <laughs> contained it wasn't within, that secret. They got the cameras in there. Contained within the Kelvin oh, Memorial Archive, uh, which was destroyed in a bomb attack. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> um, so known agents, Admiral uh, Alexander Marcus and uh, Thomas Harewood, who was the the father of the young girl, right? Um, that kicked off the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, spoiler. Inter- yeah. Spoiler. Okay. Spoilers over. Um, so I, I I know we don't. Uh, I know the novels aren't regarded as uh, canon, mm-hmm. but uh, Section Thirty One was actually heavily featured in in a lot of the novels. They actually had their own. Um, uh, series called Star Trek Section 31. Really? Uh, yeah, and that documents uh, encounters of Section 31 uh, in other Star Trek series. Hmm. So, and it kind of explains some, or, or tries to give background to some events uh, mm-hmm. that happen in the actual shows. So some of the things uh, that the novel reveals are that Section 31 had a hand in the disastrous test of the Omega Molecule. Okay, that makes sense. Really? Yeah. That makes sense. That Admiral Cartwright uh, was an agent on Discovered okay. Country. That could okay. make sense. Yeah, um, that makes perfect sense. 
that they placed an agent aboard Voyager before it was transported to the Delta Quadrant. Well, mm-hmm. that's a stretch. What was uh, it? Well, oh, an agent? Yeah, uh, specifically uh, mentioning the episode uh, Scientific Method, which deals with aliens that are experimenting on the crew. So, I don't know, may- maybe that is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. But also... I'm just I'm going by what Memory Alpha says. <laughs> There's your problem. No, just kidding. No, Memory Alpha is a wonderful site. It's wonderful. And uh, yeah. they said that they attempted to recruit the Enterprise E officer, Lieutenant Hawk, who was assimilated in first contact. Hawk, yeah. yeah. They said that Section 31 was responsible for Admiral Daughtry's mission to forcibly and illegally relocate the Baku. And it all makes sense. Yeah. It all makes sense. And they uh, all have to do with enterprise, the, the enterprises. Isn't that just a little bit weird? Except for the Voyager. Well, that's yeah, because Voyager. that's always. I know. Yeah, we that's see. all you always see. <laughs> uh, but they, in the Deep Space Nine uh, continuation novels, they continue to regard Julian Bashir as an asset, even though he has denied them. Mm-hmm. That these, they had events, uh, a hand in the events of the Enterprise incident in the original series. <laughs> okay. And they have attempted to kill former Borg drone Seven of Nine huh. uh, when, when they get back to the Alpha Quadrant. Interesting. And that, that's all Which the we novels. never saw, which was in the novels, yeah. yeah. Why would they try to kill her? Because, think about it, she's a former Borg and she knows a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she, if she's not working for them, they're going to regard her as a threat. So... Um, and actually, one last piece of, of note. Um, mm-hmm. In the Enterprise novel, The Good That Men Do, because uh, they jump a little bit into the future, uh, the existence and activities of Section 31 were exposed to the public in the early 25th century, and its agents were eventually brought to justice for their crimes. Public <laughs> release of Section 31's files and records ended over 300 years of the Bureau's illegal and unsanctioned black ops and infiltration programs. Hmm. Interesting. So at least in the novels, uh, they end. Right. Which I hope actually doesn't happen. If if they continue the storyline <laughs> with them, like if say another series gets picked up and it's set in the 25th century, yeah. Let's say, mm-hmm. um, which we're basically there uh, in after Nemesis. We're pretty much there in in the events of uh, the beginning of. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, if 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 Star we Star Trek two thousand nine, yeah, if if we continued to have Star Trek movies in the next generation era, era, and if they followed our time, right now, if we were to have a show or a continuation or a new TNG movie, right now we'd essentially be in Star Trek's twenty fifth century by now, mm-hmm. right? So, so, and I would like to see more of Section thirty one. Yeah, me too. In in these in a potential series, mm-hmm. um, sprinkled throughout. Uh, sprinkled. <laughs> it would be good to have like at least one every other season or so. I'm just I'm really happy that Section Thirty One was mentioned in the new movie because mm-hmm. that will give a chance for new fans to go wait. Well, what's Section Thirty One? Mm-hmm. And check out some of these other great episodes because th- they're really awesome. Yeah. There's some of the best Starfleet, Star Trek episodes. Like It's cool to see that covert intelligence because yeah. everyone likes a spy. Yeah. Right, yeah. There, that, oh, I've, 
which one was it with um, the one with Bashir yeah. in section 31 when he's on that intrepid class starship yeah that's inter arma enum silent I guess thank you uh, that one I like that one yeah, that was one of the best episodes of, of Deuce Ace Nine. That's definitely in my top I don't ten. I remember that one, honestly. He had to examine the Romulan ambassador there. Oh, okay. Like, that's the whole, it's a trap, or, you know, it, yeah. or it's a fake. Yeah. It's a fake, that that whole line. Oh, no, 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 that's a different one. No? Yeah. No, that's a different one, because that's the one where Cisco's like, talking about it. Oh, but but that starts it, because isn't that character in... It's that character. Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, just, oh, but anyways, yeah. what happens with, with Section 31 now, though? Because in this new movie, if mm-hmm. you think about it, they've pretty much been given a kind of almost a fatal blow. Oh, yeah, with this new movie, uh, who knows, Section 31 might be disbanded... Totally. Super early because they basically crashed a ship into into San Francisco. uh, San Francisco. Took out Alcatraz. So, (laughs) did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what I found funny about that, too, was that um, even before that, I mean, how did they still, like, I know the admirals got them and all that, but the whole facility was destroyed in London. Well, that was just one facility. Yeah, I guess. Um, I'm sure there's other installations um, I mean, they had that. And huge... by the way, Starfleet, NASA right now can tell where things are in our solar system. <laughs> you couldn't find the biggest, what do you call it? Uh, star dock. Star dock <laughs> in the solar system, building the biggest ship. That's, you know, it had a cloaking device. No, it didn't. But that was huge. That's uh, something else I was just going to say. I mean, how can you miss that? I mean, f- well, I guess it wasn't. Well, someone had to have seen it at least being built. I was going to say they sh- uh, the Enterprise should have seen that huge... And resources being diverted? Well, you know how much resources you'd need to build that ship? Yeah, yeah, a lot of resources. But we haven't right. built a ship in six months. What's going on? <laughs> um, oh. I, what I was going to say, that had to be there for a while because yeah. they couldn't have just made that and the, then made the station. I mean, sorry, then made the Vengeance. Yeah, the station had to have been there the for a while. The station had to have been there for a while. The Enterprise, when but, it was flying into the solar system, should have seen it as it was coming out of in uh, the, in the gas. Yeah, at Saturn. Yeah. But wasn't it one of Jupiter's moons that it was behind? Yeah, it was near. But, but I you mean, would go by it. I mean, well, maybe you wouldn't. Maybe but, you wouldn't go by it. But, but I mean, they have enough ships now. I would think somebody would see it. Someone had to have seen it. I mean, all the people on Jupiter didn't see it? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> that was never good The Europans. The Europans. The Titanians. Europa. Europa. But the that's the There's life on Europa. There is? FYI. Yeah, probably I don't know. FYI there's it's life on Europa, <laughs> but it's highly probable, but this guy just says, Yeah, there definitely is. Don't last quote time me. I checked, you don't work for <laughs> NASA. Um, Section or, thirty one told you. Or or maybe he works for section thirty one. <laughs> No, the problem is, is he works. He actually works for section thirty. You <laughs> got on the wrong 30. bus. Yeah. Whoops. It was the short bus. Yeah. Um, I saw that coming. I don't understand. Is like you said. Yeah. How they hid all of this and and he has the model on his desk. Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody ask what the <laughs> hell is this model for? Hey, I never seen that. What ship is that? Yeah. I see all these oh, ships we built. Is this it. even in production? No, no, no. Don't. Worry. <laughs> 
He's like, this is my hobby. This is my hobby. <laughs> yes, I, I get these models all the time. Yeah, it's just something I put together. Yeah. It's a kit bash. Of, There's a uh, Defiant on his disc. <laughs> Enterprise E. He's an Akira class. What oh, the wait, hell is this? Enterprise. That was the Enterprise. He was the guy. He's the one in Enterprise. What? The guy in the uh, tra- in that thing that you can't tell who it is. Oh yeah, Marcus. he's the agent. <laughs> he sounded like RoboCop, didn't he? Oh yeah, oh, and he was actually in. Um, yes, he was. Terror Prime. That episode. yes, he was. Yes, he was. Oh, <laughs> oh snap! It's all tying together. Yeah. Oh my God, Star Trek. So was he actually going back in time to say who he was? No, I doubt it. No, I doubt it. No, no, he was playing a completely different character that got killed. So yeah, he was on Mars, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, kind of interesting that uh, you know we decided on this episode because uh, four days ago, uh, The Atlantic uh, produced an article called How Star Trek Explains the NSA, and they talk about Section 31. That's basically what the NSA is. You're not supposed to know. They do things that you don't want to know about. Right. Right. And they're so, probably illegal, which, by the way, they are. Yeah, so this, this is another example of... Uh, of Star Trek kind of predicting the future, um, you know, with a corruptible uh, government organization that's trying to do the right thing or what they think it, they're doing the right thing. Right. But they're actually not. So I, I just, I kind of thought how it, it was pretty funny how we were talking about this. And, we're in the middle of the same thing, yeah. And, and I caught up, I caught this article, so. In the Atlantic? Yep. Yes. <laughs> and we'll have a link on, on our site, but um, yeah, with... With you know the revel you know revelation that the NSA is you know checking out all of our emails and I ain't got everything, to hide, but yeah. I still don't like it. But anyways, <laughs> I don't think I have anything to hide. Don't check my stuff. Oh, I already did. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I know I'm not doing anything illegal, so. Mm-hmm. But at the I'm same good. time, right? <laughs> but yeah, but at the same time, I don't want someone peeking over my shoulder every time I go online. You know, what I do Facebook. online is, is my business. Damn it. That's Facebook. called Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone checking out our show notes before I post I don't want them. anybody to know right. when I'm going in the bathroom. I'll get to go on Facebook and tell you when I'm going in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make sure you four square that. <laughs> I'm going to check in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. My wife does that every single day. She in checks house. in at work. Yeah. Well, I, well I, I have to admit, I've done that before. I haven't done it lately, but I've, I've checked in. Oh, you should be checked in. I checked in. Because it, it was cool. I, I don't do it anymore. Because it was cool. It used to be cool. It's not as cool anymore. You got badges. Yeah, I, I really don't you check in. You got badges. <laughs> you don't need those stinking badges. Yeah. I, I need some badges. Oh, if you're <laughs> if you use get glue, have you ever used that? I, I do use get glue. Uh, you can get order, my stickers. Yeah, you can order those stickers. I haven't can done you? it. Yeah, you can get like s- exclusive stickers and then. Please don't tell it. my wife. Which 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 reminds me I, that reminds me I need to uh, I need to order my my stickers. I have so many stickers I probably should order. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I've gotten a few uh, Star Trek ones from them. Which is kind of nice. Oh, you have. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very nice. So yeah, should we should we move on or? Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're on to Marty's favorite section, possibly. Uh, subspace channels. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so this is our basically our question of the week segment. Uh, in this question, 
is do you think an organization like Section 31 is needed to protect the Federation? Uh, so we have a few responses. So we'll start off with Twitter. Twits. I was waiting for that. So we have at Dr. Sci-Fi. Section 31 seemed more malleable in Enterprise time. By Deep Space Nine, it was a tyrant secret regime. I think the Federation doesn't need them. Mm. Uh, then our friend Eric J. Dewey of the Socially Awkward podcast, which is uh, recording right now as we speak. Really? Yes. All governments need a special group to do the dirty work. However, it can never be left unchecked. That's true. Yeah. It's kind of like the idea of the military, what they do. You have to have checks and balances. On something that you don't know exists? True. Well, someone knows they exist. You always going to trust who's watching no, them? No. I, I, know, I, I know they exist. Somebody's watching me. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. What was that? Aaron. <laughs> um, Excuse you? <laughs> that was just scary. Uh, so, I, I am very scared. <laughs> moving on to Facebook, we have Jim O'Mara, who says the Federation would be speaking Klingon if it weren't for Section 31. Which I agree with. You agree with? No, I don't actually. You do not agree no. with. The funny thing is, he hasn't seen Star Trek. He's not a Star Trek fan. What? <laughs> yeah. His friend, he has a friend that's a Star Trek fan. I'm a Star Trek fan. So he's, you know, took he's this in pieces. He's exposed to it. He's exposed to it. And, you know, he posted this, which I, when he first posted it, I was like, oh, you saw the new movie. And you don't want us exposing ourselves. I was like, oh, you saw the new movie, and you told me, oh, no, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, because I saw that conversation. I was in on that conversation, yeah. and I'm like, I thought the guy did too. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, the blah, blah, blah. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I got to put a spoiler alert on what I think he's already known. Right. I think it's okay. Sorry. Uh, so, moving on to Google+. Plus. Did you hear how he said that word? Google. 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 Google+. Plus. Google. Stephen Lee. Of course it's needed. There always has to be someone willing to do the things nobody else wants to do. Didn't Garrick say something like that to Cisco? LOL. LOL. I, think he, I don't I, think it's funny. I think he did, right? <laughs> mm, he yeah. did, yes. Yeah. Next we have Jules uh, Vern? No. Sherrod, uh, who says, totally unnecessary. <laughs> and we'll leave Why, it at that. Totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, she's actually the Valley person who girl. started that whole um, Google Plus Star Trek group. Oh, she's oh wow. the one that started it. Totally. Totally. Uh, the Valley Girl. Next, we have Jamie Jackal. Jackal. Uh, as Eddie Lizard said, we keep. E Eddie Izzard, not Lizard. <laughs> Eddie Lizard? Uh, there's there's Eddie no Izzard. L. Eddie Izzard, Eddie comedian. Izzard. Have you ever heard of him? I've heard of him, yeah. He's a, he's he's, a cross dresser? Uh, he's very very funny. He's done. He is. Some, he's done some Star Trek stuff. I've seen it. Yes, he has. Yes. Um. So he's he a, was, fan. a lieutenant of her. No, just kidding. <laughs> we keep getting organized bleep heads. <laughs> heads. You can say the word. We're not. Uh, we keep getting keep organized heads. All right. We don't need to keep saying it. Okay. Heads. <laughs> oh my god. All right. It's gonna be bleep central. <laughs> Uh, such people usually have to be dealt with using methods alluded to in Stephen Lee's comments. 
and not many people want to do that. So you mean such people as is in heads? Just gonna take you out of this episode, Hogan. <laughs> Hogan. <laughs> Hogan. So yeah, so that's uh, that's it for the uh, subspace channels. So let's uh, close frequencies there. How many assholes I got on this thing? <laughs> hey. Surrounded you knew by, that was coming. Yeah. You can't say that word. Tuvok was uh, in that movie. Yes, he was. Spaceballs. He was the guy that said, "We ain't found." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. You guys find anything? Did you ever notice in that movie too? He used, he yelled to them, but he used the horn with Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the funny part. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the joke. Yeah. Keep firing. All right. So moving on to the final <laughs> segment. Yes. It's the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the musical <laughs> episode of the podcast, Starfleet Escape Podcast. I, I've been watching uh, Arrested Development lately, mm-hmm. so that's, oh, that's in my mind. They use that song. Anyways. <laughs> Do you know what puts my quantum state into flux? Do you? Do you? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what puts your state in the box. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if I want to know. Do you have to run into the men's room when this happens? Or not all the time? Okay. It's like That's good. it's like IBS. <laughs> so in Star Trek Into Darkness, they had Section Thirty One agents. Presumably, everyone on board the Vengeance was an agent, although this wasn't stated. But you can pretty much say yes, it was Section Thirty One agents. Okay. Okay. Not once do we see the uniform that we've come to know from prior appearances. Enterprise established their leather jacket uniform was used since the 22nd century. And it's a shame that this little bit of continuity wasn't continued in this newest movie. Oh. Well, I can explain it in two ways. One, I, I was, I was going to throw out an explanation as well, probably, but go ahead. Pro- yeah, you're probably coming up with the same thing. Okay. Do not ex- say this for... The whole thing that you put out there no, when we first started was that this Star Trek yeah. is not just a different time. Yeah. It's a different dimension. No, I, I understand. And it's also the fact that... They had the same exact NX-01 class. Well, they had the... Yes. But they had the... But, but that was from the previous point previous, of divergence. Yeah. yeah. He Section also 31 had, was from the previous point of divergence, too. But everything going exactly. forward changes. No, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Do I have to draw it like Doc no, Brown did? No, I. I, <laughs> I understand it. I am a proponent. Of okay, that. but the the other reason could be that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like the symbols on it either. Like the Delta shields are, are the symbols embedded in the Starfleet uniforms. Right. Theirs were like octagonal symbols that would connect to each other. Right. Um. I mean, I guess they want to be different, mm-hmm. so he can separate himself from. Starfleet and that Well, those situation. uniforms that they were wearing on the Vengeance were completely terrible. I don't know if they were terrible. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think they were terrible. I, I think they were too bright. They, they were, were too bright for Section 31. Blue. Well, I think here, they should have stuck to the black. What they should have had was what Harrison had. Just the, the black shirt. uniform with, yeah, but like an updated, like almost like a black uniform, like a double. So you can tell the difference between the undershirt, but it's like a grayish black. Mm-hmm. That might have that, been good. That would have been that would have been interesting. Yeah. My my take on it is we've only seen like two main Versions. Section Thirty One operatives, Harris and Sloan. Mm-hmm. Maybe that uniform is for more specialized agents that are on the field. Whereas yeah, we've never you know, seen them in a ship. 
Yeah, so they never had a ship. They never had a ship. So right. that that could be their answer to yeah. th- their own ship uniform. If Section Thirty One was to have a blatantly obvious like, here's our covert ship. Right. So yeah, they got the ship together. I don't have <laughs> indeed. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. The other yeah. thing is, is why have we never seen a ship otherwise? I mean, that was the biggest ship you could imagine. It, Again, you, it's changed. The time, because it, of the whole Narada. Right. You could say that their ships are cloaked. Did you guys also notice that it looked a in little bit too century? advanced? Well, everything in JJ looks too advanced. Yes, but no. Like, even for the stuff that's in that one, it looked more like, it looks like the design that they had for the Nova class when they were first coming out with the E. It reminded mm-hmm. me of that. Uh, I don't know. I mean... That weapon. Which weapon? The one that opened up. That was pretty. Yeah, that was I, awesome. Yeah, See, and the look, balls that they shot at everything. Those balls that had like the like laser. The, yeah. They had lasers coming out of them, and then when it hit, it did damage the ship too. Yeah. Um. Another thing that kind of puts my quantum state into flux. Oh boy. About tacos, burritos. Uh, maybe Eric and I mentioned it in when I was in our Florida. episode. So why do they need Khan? who had no knowledge of 23rd century technology and what uh, humans could have produced, mm-hmm. why did they need his intellect to produce these weapons? Because intellect transcends all times. He could learn. It's very he easy could, for him to well, learn well, here's battle the thing. strategies and things exactly. like that. And battle strategies mm-hmm. don't usually change that much, even with technology. So he probably gave them a new perspective that Starfleet lacked. Thought, yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, we could totally do a weapon that does that. So what you could do we is just put, haven't some, really put some balls about inside it. of a big ball and then set <laughs> off a dynamite. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I feel like... Marcus was that kind of person that would have been able to come up with these things on his own? No, I don't think so. Probably eventually and not enough time that they needed or And he needed somebody covert that nobody knew. He didn't exist. Right. Harrison was a new name, but he didn't exist. Uh, For any case and reason, he could do anything, and if they had to get rid of him, they could get rid of him. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of having a spy. They're expendable. Right. Yeah. So that's probably why, but... He also knew that Harris, I meant, yeah, Harris, um, Harrison had Khan, whatever. Yeah. Also was strong. Mm-hmm. He's much stronger than everybody else. Right. He also, with the intelligence, comes super ego, okay? Mm-hmm. Which means he doesn't care about anybody but himself. He says he cares about the rest of his crew, but in the end, and this is true about Montalban's Khan too, all he cares about is his wills. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, it it had nothing. He was so cold Power and venge- and 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 callous, and mm-hmm. he doesn't even. There's no forethought to it. Yeah, you could kill you know anybody and get away with it, which is funny because he cures the girl at the beginning. Well, that's just to get what he wants. It was just a means. I don't think he really cared if if she no. lived or not. No, so. no, he was callous, and he didn't care about anybody but himself. And again, same thing that was true about Ricardo Montalban's version. Mm-hmm. He says it was all, you know, you know, his wife died while on the planet and this, that, and next thing. He doesn't care about it other than it affected him. He didn't care about his wife. He didn't care about the crew either. Mm-hmm. If he did, I don't know, things might have been different. But I don't know. Well, I mean, he just wanted vengeance. <laughs> Pure and, th- uh, and that's the other thing. I don't like the name of that ship. The Vengeance. Because it, it makes no sense. See, Khan referred to it as a Dreadnought class ship. It, it should have been called the USS Dreadnought. 
Because in my no, mind, no, 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 no. That's no. Starfleet ships not can have a class like, but I think he was using class of ship in the general term, okay. like cruiser or mm-hmm. uh, a dreadnought. A dreadnought right. is a no, naval term, yeah, no, which no, means I, super ship. I, I understand that, but he should have said like vengeance. I don't know. I feel like he should. Have it made it. no sense that it was the vengeance because he who were they getting vengeance towards? Even though the Klingons were taking over planets, Romulans, it, was to, it was to stop yeah. something, right? Mm-hmm. I could have seen, you know, the USS, oh, I don't know, Ball Smasher. You know what I mean? Like something. Something. Yeah. The Defiant. The Iron. No. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. Vengeance is an old British ship's name, though. That's also. Mm-hmm. It was a Vengeance. Well, that, that makes sense then to have it as a Vengeance. Yeah. I think I read that um, somewhere as well. I would have called it the USS Roddenberry. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, gee, I wonder. The Alcatraz? No. That makes no sense. Especially Actually, where it crashed it was, into uh, it. Speaking, speaking of, the, of the Alcatraz and it, it crashing into it. Did um, you notice the things on the outside of Alcatraz? Well, no, no. Here's the thing. J.J. Abrams was a producer of that yep. Fox canceled show, Alcatraz. Yes. Right. So that was that was probably like an fu to the Fox people. <laughs> well, and he just destroyed Alcatraz. Yeah. 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 It was I, like I Lost mixed with. I never did. Um, it was like Lost, Fringe, and you know any of those others mixed together. That's what it was really like. Mm-hmm. I watched it for about a season, and I'm like, uh. Well, it was only on. Was it even on for a season? Yeah, it was on for a season and a half, actually. I think. Was it? Yeah, I know. I wasted all that time in my life. But what I found funny is when you see Alcatraz when it just before it hits it, there's like a thing on the outside built around it because it's probably trying to preserve it. Oh, I didn't even yeah. notice it. I, I thought it was interesting because I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Oh well, it doesn't matter anymore. It's gone anyways. <laughs> yeah. And then when it hit the water. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. The physics on it hitting the water. Yeah. I don't know if that would have been what would have happened. You know what I'm saying? I guess, but I it's mean... It's a ship it's made a of metal. And why didn't... If if Khan's ship... You know, when the Enterprise was going into Earth and they were saying there's no shields, it's... Yeah. You know, the, the Earth's atmosphere was burning it. Yeah. Khan's ship didn't have any shields that I heard of. It probably... Oh, well, I don't Maybe know. it did, but... I don't know. I was like, why isn't he burning up? Uh, it must have had some kind of shielding. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure I would have been able to. I mean, the sheer mass of it would have been able. You I wouldn't mean, have most, noticed most as much of though. It, most of it would have probably have um, survived the atmosphere. I mean, because it's a massive ship. Yeah. So, so that's that. Nice ship. It yeah. was a weird ship though, the way it was built. Yeah. No, it was. It looked pretty cool. It was uh, cool. It was cool. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So yeah, um, that's the show. Your state is back into normalcy? Not My state's flux. back into normalcy, I guess. I had an idea for the next show. I don't know if you guys want to do this or not. Spit it out. No, no, just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, Come on. The animated series. Oh. Oh, that's a good idea. Just that, then, uh, then I will need to finish watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I will have to stop. <laughs> that, that that will give me an excuse to finish. I'll watching. do some. Rest- I'll do go. some. Uh, I, I have the DVDs. Uh, I so do I. Even though it's on Netflix, it is. Yeah. I can borrow them. Well, it's on, you have Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on that too. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's like, only like twenty. Why do they have an alien that looks like eight four seven two on the Enterprise? Uh, Arax or something like yeah. that. Yeah, Arax. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's like interesting. Him. Interesting character. That's actually uh, that 
a picture that I made uh, with like the animated Kirk pushing over the uh, red shirt. The red yeah. shirt. Did you notice he was wearing his belt too? He was because he just transported back from yeah. a, a thing. I was I was scrubbing through an episode of the animated series to, to get find that, that one picture. To find that picture. Uh, that's why I kind of thought, oh, let's let's do. So you kind of broke uh, copyright law there. Good job. I, I, I job. put I put um yeah, credit sure to it on. Sure, I, it's in the picture. It's it on is, the picture. Yeah. It's owned by CBS. I'm sure the lawyer. I'm sure the lawyers will find that's fine. I'm not making any money off of it. <laughs> not that we know of. Not that Are I you, know of either. You mean we don't make money off of this? Are you what kidding me? What the hell this am I doing here? Keep <laughs> no, firing, assholes! That, that picture has over, at least on Facebook alone, over seven five hundred eighty no. something views. views. Um, really? Like viral? What about views. the one with data? Yeah, not as much. That's like a hundred and seventy. That was cool though, or something like that. I like the one with data that, better. That, that was a good one. Because it, it, really honestly, good. it looks like they had a one night stand and they didn't want to talk to each other. <laughs> I was trying to. Gross. I, I was. <laughs> I was trying to. Uh, I don't even know what you call that because that's not even. That's not even. Was Tasha? I, I mean, I'm fully functional. Oh, I was reading that they were gonna try for yesterday's enterprise. Wow, completely off. Topic. So what? Uh, they were. Uh, gonna try to have some kind of relationship thing with Tasha and Data in Yesterday's Enterprise yeah. to kind of like connect it, uh, no. but, but then they felt that it would have taken away from the um, main episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that and, was two episodes, and that, right? No, it was one. No, it was just one. I always thought it was two. It would have been awesome if it was two episodes. That would have been spectacular. It would have been awesome. Yep. So uh, catch our commentary coming soon um, to a theater near you, where it has like the wrong Eric in it. <laughs> so <laughs> I never get asked. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> Eric, you're not going to listen to it, are you? No, I'm going. I'm going to listen to it. Uh, no, he's going. Hey, 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 hey! I think he's trying to get rid of us. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> I listen to everything that we do. It was just a one-time thing, guys. A one-time thing. Would you say? Yeah. I said I, I listen to everything that we do. <laughs> No, I, I really do. Even though we record this, yeah. I always listen to our episode when it comes out. Yeah, see? It's like I listen to us, too. But I don't listen to anybody else. <laughs> oh, you just listen to yourself? Yeah. Oh. I shut off your, your volume, you and Eric, and I, oh. I'm like, oh, that guy is hilarious. He's great. Yeah. But it's good to have you back on the show, Marty. <laughs> You're welcome. Good to have you back. <laughs> I miss this. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, but see, unlike Aaron... I will not say to you, you love me. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I actually kind of did by saying it. Never mind. Well, you said well you on that me. awkward note. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank uh, you. I'm Aaron. I'm Marty. And I'm Eric. And you're not. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> that was great, Aaron. We'll see you <laughs> next time. On, on the Starfleet. Keep, keep on, on trucking. It, it's trucking time. <laughs> it's trucking time, bro. Trucking time. Okay. Turkey time. You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com, on Twitter at sfescapepod, or on Facebook.com slash sfescapepod. This has been a Brown production of the Four Eyed Radio Network. Check out more shows on fouredradio.com. Beam me up, Scott.